when Dad disappeared, Sam and I looked around and something became very clear. That the only thing we had in this world, the only thing, aside from this car, was each other. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are talking about every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we're in season 12. It's the, hun- it, baby. It's the hunks of summer, Chris. We're in the hunks yes. of summer. Um, I am just now realizing that we started this in the summertime, and that's actually kind of appropriate. So, yeah. like, this whole season is going to be really good. Like, we're going to finish in the fall, and, like, the hunks of summer will be gone. We'll have something new. Yeah, just, um, I just realized it's a lot to take in right now. It's a whole um, lot. Yeah, supernatural is ending. The world is is burning, mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. the hunks for summer. They're they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone. Enjoy it. Enjoy the five minute podcast intro while it lasts, everybody. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> How are right. you, Chris? You doing good? I'm doing all right. How are you, Jeremy? I'm good. Pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Uh, excited to talk about some more season twelve. I kind of don't like this episode a little bit. So okay, okay. Uh gonna be kind of interested to get into it yeah um i guess before we get into the main part of the episode i just want to say um thank you to all of our patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week we very much appreciate each and every one of you um if you want to donate there and support the show you can um that's would be very much appreciated you get all kinds of cool benefits um i am using most of those patreon funds to just donate money to black lives matter causes like this is going straight to theirs. Mm-hmm. So um, if you want to just avoid the Patreon cut and do that directly, like I'll have a, a link in the show notes. So you could just do that via act blue and you can kind of choose where it goes, whether it's bail relief or NCAA or not the NCAA, the NAACP. <laughs> we don't need to donate to the college sports organization. I'm no, so they sorry. don't need it right now. I mean, maybe they do, but not, not right now. I, um, yeah, that's it. Patreon.com slash Monster Week. We appreciate it. We love you. Uh, Chris. Yes, thank you. Season 12. Remind me I what's been going on. You tell me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay. Last time on Supernatural, the hunks of summer are back, but Sam has been kidnapped by a member of the British Men of Letters, uh, a cold and precise branch of the ancient organization. Uh, not once to sit idly by, Dean and Cass get to work tracking Sam down, clashing violently with one of Sam's captors in the process. 
but they are not alone in this. Joined by the newly resurrected Mary Winchester, they'll stop at nothing to save Sam. But all the while, Mary grips with the reality that she has found herself brought back to a to be a stranger in a strange land. Also, Crowley's tracking Lucifer. I forgot to add that part to this. <laughs> yeah, which is apparently very important for this season. Um, yes. I, um, this is, <laughs> this is season 12, episode 2, uh-huh. Mama Mia, uh-huh. <laughs> written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming, directed by Thomas, ah. Thomas Wright. This aired on October 20th, 2016. Rick Springfield, guest stars. Don't All right. Anybody excited about this? Like, I no. I, I, we Jess, both Jessie's had to, girl. We both had to look up who Rick Springfield was. I just yes. thought he was like knockoff Ozzy Osbourne. So, <laughs> um, Dean Castiel and Mary have a lead on Sam and set out to rescue him. Dean is uncomfortable with putting Mary in danger, but she insists on going along. <laughs> I Meanwhile, just wish it said Dean was uncomfortable. Full stop. All yeah, right. Dean is uncomfortable. <laughs> Mary insists on going along. Crowley is tipped off that Lucifer has taken over the body of a rock star, Vince Vicente. Dean is uncomfortable. Dean is also uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> we start out in the bedroom, Chris. Bro. Chris, we're st- Sam is bone and toony. I, you know, my first thought was this can't be real. Is it? What do you think we call this? Is this a, a tuna sandwich? Tuna sandwich? Is that what we have? Yes. Yes. Tuna sandwich. Yes. Or yep. we could also Correct. go. We could also go Sunni, but I feel like that's kind of racist. I don't know. Tuna sandwich works for me. Uh, okay. Or sandwich. Excuse me. Um. Yeah. So we open up, and uh, this woman who has captured and uh, been torturing Sam um, is in bed with him, and they clearly have just finished uh sam cannot keep it in his pants she keeps trying to ask him questions but he just keeps he just wants to go for it she's um, like uh, so what was your childhood like and he's like i want my dick in something yeah, <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> yeah it's a lot it's certain it's most certainly a lot i think it's um, a jerry padalecki impersonator because it has a real hick accent he's like i don't want to talk about the hunters want to put my dick in something <laughs> Hey! Wait, um, Tony! Tony! <laughs> Sorry, um, I called you my brother's name during sex. That's weird. <laughs> it's not what you think. Um, meanwhile, so we just we see that that's our opening, and everybody collectively just goes, "Huh?" Huh? Um, because uh, like obviously Sam, it's not real. It didn't happen. Um, I know he's a freak, but she's a human, so yeah. he wouldn't be boning her. Um. All right. Meanwhile, uh, Dean and Castiel are still looking for Sam. Um, uh, they're on the phone and they've been searching different places. Dean's at the bunker. Cass is out in the field as he usually is. And, uh, you know, he's putting in the work. He's putting mm-hmm. in the miles. Um, he's wearing out the soles of those angel shoes. Uh, and Dean suggests that Cass should maybe try checking in with like uh, real estate offices looking for uh, recent purchases of property in this area that they, they know Sam to generally be in. Um and I, that's, a, that's pretty good thinking. That's pretty good thinking. I don't know how you would just like you know acquire that information, but I think it's pretty creative of Dean. The uh, I like the logic there of being like, well, they bought a plane, <laughs> so like yes. maybe maybe so they they're used to doing legit. something legit. Yeah, that's very yeah. funny to me. Maybe they're used to having money and not just squatting in wet pipe factories. Maybe they're used to renting wet pipe factories. I don't know. That's right. That's right. I'm, um, I'm super confused about Castiel's powers right now. We we didn't really talk about it, but like he put Hat Winchester straight up to sleep. Uh, uh-huh. he, but he seemed to struggle against the hexed up brass knuckle chick. Um, mm-hmm. even like, like, even if like, I don't know, like if, if you wanted to make, make an argument that every time you get hit by the hexed up brass knuckles, like you, you lose, you get negative three in a constitution or something like, it still seems like he could have just tapped her on the forehead or whatever. But, um, 
that's that seemed weird and now he's driving around to missouri, missouri. like he's driving a truck <laughs> i don't know where yeah. his hoopty went i forgot what i don't, I don't know, know what happened to the hoopty now, now, now he's in a, now he's in a hoopty truck but he's like wouldn't it just be faster to teleport like what 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 is your status mr mr tl <laughs> i don't know i don't know maybe castiel he just he teleports with the truck you know like okay. he doesn't want to just like <laughs> pop up like on somebody's lawn so he'll like pop up down the street and then drive up you know? oh god this is really good you're yeah. just driving along and all of a sudden there's castiel and a fucking hoopty truck and a yeah. beat-em-up truck right next to you on the and you're like where did that guy i must have i must have missed him in my mirrors yeah he's in my blind spot <laughs> oh yeah so he's still in hat winchester's truck isn't he <laughs> Is yeah. that the truck he's driving? Did he it's, steal it's that? Manchester's truck. That's a stolen vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> or is that guy dead? So he got reported stolen. I uh, I like the I like the idea of him putting a little bumper sticker on the back. It's like I'd rather be back home in my bowl, and people just going like, "What? Like, what, what? do you mean? What is that even? Is that? I don't understand." Um, um. So yeah, he's he's off somewhere. Oh yeah, and, and this is where they're on the phone still, and Dean is like, "Man, it's great to have my mom back, but this is weird as hell. Like, I don't know how to talk to her. I'm fucking older than she is now." it's uh and i love i love castiel's response here because he's like you know what have you said to her and he's like i haven't said anything to her and he says well what has she said to you she's like, Wait, she hasn't said anything to me it's like okay you just need to talk to her like don't ever complicate mm-hmm. this like i'm gonna hang up now and then hangs up the phone on him like he is done with dean winchester shit at this point it's yeah dean good. doesn't want to overwhelm her but Cass is like dude you're making this needlessly complicated yeah. stop and sure um, enough mary comes in the room and mm-hmm. um after like a brief conversation about sam's whereabouts uh just straight up like confronts dean on it it's like so you're worried about overwhelming me huh and uh he says well like yeah dude like totally i'm i'm a little freaked out about it and she's like hey i just need time like i can just get all the porn i want to in the internet now i don't have to go to a cd store it's very confusing for me yeah there's a lot of weird (laughs) stuff people are way into way more hardcore stuff than they used to be yeah things have changed things have changed and uh and she brings up an interesting thing which is that it's her fault that the yellow eye demon came around and put his blood into sammy but that's that's not quite true she's she's questioning uh yeah she doesn't know the full truth sorry i dropped something (laughs) she doesn't know the full truth so um she she doesn't know how she's gonna face sam when she finally sees him i was also questioning around here why and and not in a this is this is a plot hole kind of thing but just a why mary isn't maybe more freaked out about sam being missing um because although she doesn't know adult sam it's like finding out that her baby was missing right like Mm -hmm. the last time she saw sam it was her newborn baby like this is there's there's a you know protective instinct there um but i think even as i was asking the question there's so much weighing on mary that i don't actually think her her reactions to a lot of the stuff is, is strange she doesn't really know how to feel or what to think and she can't just go oh that's my baby that's sam i need to go save him like that's not and she does want to save him um but it it isn't it isn't coming out in that same urgent way um like how you would kind of think it would being that she's his mom <laughs> yeah it's um at a certain point like she has to just completely stop processing something like yeah. it's you know it's bad enough that you get resurrected in your fucking nightgown thanks amara but you know you your your sons are older than you you're in the year 2016 like there's a whole lot of things have changed your husband is dead your house is burned down like you, you're still in, you're still kind of in Kansas. Like you're just like an hour away from your old home, and that's probably fucking weird. Like, uh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's, yeah. I feel like just the Sam being kidnapped is just like okay. Like, I, it's I, just like, another thing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And he's how tall? <laughs> His jeans are how big? 
47 um, L's? What? 47 L's. That's not possible. You know, your great granddad. Like, oh, it is. It is. <laughs> your great granddad um, had 38 L's, and I thought those were the biggest I'd ever seen. I don't know why I'm going to hit call day today. Jesus Christ. It's happening, man. It's happening. So um, uh, we cut back to Sam and Tooney having. It's, again, Tooney for the rest of this podcast. Sam and Tooney, they're continuing to have pillow talk. Um, she is asking him, or she, she's sort of suggesting to him that maybe some hunters have been, been bought off. Uh, maybe they're working for the enemy. I don't know what that would be. Um, and she's also asking him, like, hey, who recruited you guys? How did you how did you become men of letters? How did you become hunters? All this stuff. Like, she's assuming that there's a, there's some organization. There's some top-level shit going on. She doesn't realize that it's all dudes in flannel with tragic backstories. Like, that's all it is. Um, and, and just around then, Sam starts to have, like, I guess, flashbacks or visions of reality, of, of the torture that he had just endured in the last episode. Um, and finally, um, we, we, we knew this was coming, of course. He snaps out of it. He wakes up, and of course, he is still chained to the chair in the basement of this farmhouse, and uh, Tony, Tooney is still sitting there, slipped up, Tooney is still sitting there uh, interrogating him. I um this this conversation they have uh in the like hallucination hallucination or whatever um where she's implying that all of these American hunters are whatever and Sam is like oh, compromised no what uh I don't you know I don't know that monsters are that organized and I'm like I know everybody tries to forget about the entire mafia monster that you left behind mm-hmm. in Chicago with the mm-hmm. djinn and the vampires and the werewolves having a war with one another. But like, you know that this exists, dog. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. <laughs> All you of need to just exists. tip her off to that, send her on her way. Um, yeah. Like, hey, look, why don't you go handle this? I'll just do anything else but have sex with you in my weird head dream and then we'll be fine together. Yeah. She's like, oh, I used a, I used a magic potion on you to make you like hallucinate this specific thing and sam's like yo that's fucking fuck. <laughs> that's fucking weird man <laughs> what the hell dude that's <laughs> man, that's nasty i feel like i mean and i don't even like to unpack that like that's very gross that she did that like she made him imagine having sex with her um and then i don't know like what the, the politics of that are are tricky i mean it's torture so i can't like can you know like of course that's she would do some gross stuff um, this is the second but, time that a woman has given sam some sort of substance or cast a spell to make them and like make him think that he's in love with them and it's the same writers it's this it's just buck that does this like it was with becky and now it's with tootie like it's weird it's a lot to take in it's a lot, <laughs> it's to, a lot take to take in, take in. I, I do like that he breaks out of it though like he like sam has got like a like that iron bar of constitution in him and he, he breaks out of it and she, then she can't do the spell again um and i'm i'm feeling like we've tread some of this ground in this scene a little bit because she like grabs a knife and she's like kind of talking all vaguely like if i can't do if i can't break into your mind i'm gonna have to break into your body and i'm like we just did that in the last episode yeah, we except it went the opposite way we just learned that that's not possible and then she like trails a knife up in all sexy like and i'm like somebody is getting a getting like getting kind of damp somewhere about this and it's not jeremy <laughs> jeremy is just ready for this to be over with yes it's a lot um so we cut back over to um uh mary i guess we're back in the bunker she's waking up telling dean about how she was having dreams of 
of John and all these funny stories and how he was a really great father. And Dean's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, about that. <laughs> um, no, he doesn't say anything. But um, then Cass calls and he's just in some bushes somewhere. Um, I love it. I know he's like behind a tree or up in a tree. It's just a very funny image to me. It's just like leaves in front of his face. And he's wearing like this brown trench coat. Like you can clearly see the man from 200 yards away. It's very <laughs> it's just, funny. There's a single tree in a field and he's standing in it. And uh, he tells Dean at first, like, oh, I found a, a this farm that has been leased. It was leased by a British woman a few days ago. Um, and Dean's like, well, do you think that it's that it's his? Can you go inside and take a look? And Dean just cast is like, it's heavily warded against angels. And Dean's like, that means that you have found it, my dude. You could have just yes. started with that. Yeah, really buriedly. He's like, well, it, you know, it looks like this. There's a woman with a British accent renting it, and blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, it's heavily warded, but for angels. And Dean's like, ah, uh, yeah, okay. We should you got just, it, bro. We should just get Castiel to fly that... that, that to fly the truck around and just look yep. for places that are warded against him like yep. whatever is warded against him is going to be like a question mark on a map in the witcher 3 right like you that's just right. gotta go that's a hot it. spot you gotta investigate that it's spot. a monster den it's gotta be <laughs> um so dean wants to head there and he wants to head out alone he wants to leave mary behind because he again doesn't want to um doesn't want to overwhelm her and she's like bro you're not gonna overwhelm me uh great good let's go um you can't talk me out of it i'm your mom um, we go back over to Tooney, who is questioning Sam some more. She wants to know locations of hunters, passcodes for the men of letter databases and the bunker that they have access to, and also uh, wants to know about his relationship with the demon Ruby, which ooh. shocks Sam. It's like, oh, wow, you you have read the supernatural stories? I can't believe You're bringing this. up my ex? Don't appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, like, um. they, they, you know, there's a moment in here where Mary is like, you know, they seem to know a lot about us. And I'm like, they have written fucking god wrote books mm-hmm. like you could just mm-hmm. go buy them like you could yeah. just go get them it explains all of this it's it's they're readily available um so yeah that's uh it's funny because the hunks of summer thing has clips of uh of ruby in it and yeah. um now, here it's we are just funny that she would come up again because she hasn't come up in years we um, um we we also hear uh tootie uh, gets a phone call uh, this is from somebody named who I thought was Nick, but I think it's actually Mick with an N. Yeah, I had the subtitles on. It's okay. Mick. Cool. And uh, he says that Toonie's going to be, be, be pulled in because she's not following orders. And uh, Mick found the dead assistant uh, that they hid the body off to the side of the tree in the last episode. Um, <laughs> so some like some drama in the ranks of the British Men of Letters. Uh, and then from there, we go and check in on our our, our new favorite character, I think, Rowena. Rowena. Uh, her bangs are looking great, if you ask me. Super great um, bangs. And she's Didn't on say a, a word date. about Sam's hair, but yeah. So I guess I guess we have really moved on. Wow. <laughs> Sam's he's like been soaked in, in bloody and sweaty. Give him a few days. Um, okay. So Rowena's on a date with some rich guy at some some restaurant, whatever. Clearly, she's just doing like regular gold digging now. She's not like trying to <laughs> like get in good with Lucifer or God. She's just like you know what? Enough of that. I'm just gonna get in good with a husband and inherit some money, and that'll be that. Um. You know, I think that's a much safer way to go about things, too. Uh, but she's interrupted by the waiter at this restaurant, who turns out to be Crowley. And uh, they step aside to talk. Um, and Crowley essentially is like, yeah, um, I'll leave you alone, but I need you to help me track Lucifer. And he kind of, like, coerces her into doing this. Um, because he says he has a score to settle with Lucifer. Yes. Um, and he basically threatens her by like, "Hey, I'll expose you to your boo uh, unless you you come and help me put." Uh, you know, he's first. He says, "Find Lucifer." So that's how we start out with. Um, from here, if it, we if we didn't have enough things going on, 
Chris. Uh-huh. We have to go over to Vince Vincente, who is a rock star who's finishing a set. Um, you know, I described him as an old guy with eyeliner and my haircut. Yeah, sounds sounds. <laughs> it's what you are going to look like uh, right when we finish this podcast after I've yes. drained all of your energy. <laughs> yes, uh, minus the eyeliner because you're going to feel kind of awkward about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, he's on his rock show and then he goes into his dressing room after and he's like looking at a picture of his like dead girlfriend or whatever and he's crying about it and mm-hmm. his bandmates like bro come out and rage with us bro you can't be doing this to yourself bro she died years ago bro um he's trying to cheer him up it doesn't work nope. um and when he is alone the light starts to, to to flicker and stuff starts to fall over and some some spooky stuff is happening and man i remember seeing gifts of this dude on tumblr um when this was first coming out and just thinking it was the the most awful thing of all time and then finding out like who he was and i did i sort of forgot about this this plot point but um i i just thought that this was going to be uh the the worst thing supernatural ever did it was just too much i was like they made lucifer into a rock star like an old man and um my expectations were so low that this actually wasn't as bad as i expected it to be really <laughs> yeah because I came in here like, oh no, last episode was so great. I am going to hate this season so much because of this. Uh, and that is still very possible. But because my expectations were that low, it was not hard to surpass them. I um, I don't think that... like This dude gets a little bit more interesting towards the end. Um, I think I was, I was pretty disappointed in most of his performance up to that. Uh, he just kind of like looks around all scared and the idea of like this aging rocker kind of persona is like something that is repellent to me in general like i yeah the fact that you could be like this dude and like on the road playing jesse's girl or whatever i think is like okay like and 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 look when i googled who this dude was to find out who did jesse girl like he's like we're not gonna do our songwriting podcast anymore because of black lives matter and i'm like okay cool okay like like he's taking a break from that like obviously he seems to be a totally fine dude it's just the way this is presented in the show i'm like Ah, it just doesn't really work for me and it's kind of cheesy interestingly enough and we don't normally do this but right as we're recording i get an at from uh, our friend river in the discord who uh said they she wanted me to or she's basically saying like hey uh you should you should kind of try to embrace the camp of season 12 like this is way more campy than supernatural has ever been and if you embrace it you'll have a really good time and i'd I think I'm going to try to listen to that because some of this stuff is so over the top and kind of goofy that it can kind of only be camp. And I'm not, I wasn't feeling it when I watched it, but I'm going to really try to approach it from that angle going forward. Cause none of this stuff, none of this rock star stuff worked for me at all. But if I can like, look at it, like it's like, they're trying to, this is like, not as serious as supernatural has been in the past. Does that make sense? Like, yes. Yeah. Like if I'm, if they're just trying to go- if they're trying to make Lucifer goofy, then okay. Like, okay. If he's not, if they're not trying to set him up to be this super fucking scary demon that I have to worry, angel that I have to worry about all the time. Then I, I guess I could try to maybe get back into it. Yeah. It's tough because, you know, both of us have, have said that we really don't want Lucifer on the show anymore. Um, we don't control it. We don't get to make those decisions. Uh, obviously yet, Seven episodes, Yet. we still have time. <laughs> we still have time. Um, I mean, before I knew anything related to outside of Supernatural, like the actors or anything, I loved the way that Lucifer was handled in season five. And to just keep dipping back into that well has not, has not paid off, I don't think. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, yeah. so yeah, we, um, 
We're back outside of this farmhouse with Mary and the boys. And I say Mary because she wants to lead the charge in on this one. Because clearly the British men of letters know a whole lot about Sam and Dean, but not about her. They don't know that she's even there. Um, They somehow end up talking about how the hunter life completely consumed John Winchester. Mm -hmm. How it changed him. um, And how... Oh, this is on the car ride over there. Um... He's talking about how it changed John, how it changed Dean, essentially. Uh, And this is where he tells Mary that Sam was different. Um, Sam, he tried to get out. Um, But in the end, he he came back. Um, My autocorrect somehow has put the word Anduril, the name of Aragorn's sword, (laughs) into the middle of my notes. Interesting. Interesting. It's You know, autocorrect knows. It knows what I want to talk about. What were you thinking Um, about, Chris? (laughs) I guess swords. Um, (laughs) Dean tells Mary that you know, hey, Sam got out. She says, how? Like, like, or yeah, he got out. So why did he come back? And, and you, the Dean has this moment where I feel like he's blaming himself or he's uh, he's pausing to be like, holy shit. How like how where do I even begin? Um, but he says, you know, when dad went missing, Sam came back um, and they soon realized that besides the Impala, the only thing they had in this world was each other. Which is kind of fascinating because like the reason that Sam came back is like first and foremost to find John and then over the years has been sucked into that. But I think that, and this is a plot point that I, I keep coming back to because I find it interesting and I find the origin of these boys so interesting because they were created by the angels, like the Cupid, they, they, the angels employed Cupid's to put John and Mary together to make C- Sam and Dean so they could be vessels for Michael and Lucifer so that they could instigate the apocalypse. Like the reason that Sam kept getting pulled back into the hunter life is because he had a fake college. All of yeah. his friends were demons. Like yeah. they were, <laughs> it's, and that's a li- that's, that's not even making a Smanford joke. Like it's that's a literal thing from the show. Right, and that's so like the the idea of Dean getting like, and I can like, it, and it works on the surface. I think, and I, I I guess maybe I need to start letting go of twelve years of baggage of supernatural. But <laughs> I just like if you tried to explain to your duly resurrected mom, like, okay, so look. We tried, like he left and then I died and then he had to get me and then he didn't have a soul for a little while, but I, he was also the vessel for Lucifer and maybe that happened before that. I get kind of hazy in those middle seasons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think if yeah. you explain some of this stuff, it'd be like, yeah, our lives are a fucking mess because like we were created to be these things and we didn't do that and we threw the rest of the world off of the rails. Like mm-hmm. the destiny of this world was this and we didn't do that. And it has caused all kinds of fucking problems. <laughs> yeah, the destiny of the world was to end in an apocalypse that they stopped. Everyone loves to talk about how Sam and Dean started the apocalypse, but w- that was not their fault. That was a destiny pulling them towards it, and they are literally the only reason that the world in Supernatural still exists. Exactly. As much time as much as they have brought it close to ending, they are literally the only reason that it still exists. Um. So, yeah, you know, cut them some slack, people. It's sometimes it just it does feel like they the show forgets that. Yeah. Like how I mean, and that and that when Destiny became like the driving force for season four and five, it, it was felt like it was sort of retconning some stuff. And, and well, it wasn't always great, but it, it lands. It lands it like it's it sticks the landing in the end. And uh, it's I think it's important for the show to remind itself and its characters of what they did and what they had to fight against. It wasn't just Lucifer and Michael or God or anything like that. It wasn't just the apocalypse. It was destiny. It was their own destiny. 
It was all these forces working to make them do a certain thing, and they fought against it and didn't do it. And yeah, so whatever mom (laughs) that would look if you really want to sum up my experience my feeling whatever mom okay we're here now that's all that matters why are you on my ass mary (laughs) what if dean started calling her mary (laughs) oh my god uh so we go back over to vince who goes to what i thought was his home because he's got like multiple framed pictures of his dead ex-girlfriend around but it turns out to be a hotel room which is hilarious he stays in a nice hotel room but brings multiple pictures of his dead ex-girlfriend to put all around the room if that is not lucifer material right there that i don't know what is um so we get this kind of cool scene of him washing his hands and the water turns to blood and he washes his face without realizing it he looks up and his face is all bloody um kind of cool stuff here like kind of good horror shit i guess i uh, i like this i yeah. i it when uh lucifer tries to take nick in season five um and his dead wife comes to him i always thought that that was super creepy and super yep. effective. Um, and that is, I guess, <laughs> I don't know what this says about me, but um, I like it. I think Lucifer is at his best when he's inhabiting the body of a woman because it just feels like, as the audience, we we know that that maybe that's not what his true form is. He's 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 an angel, so he doesn't have a gender, but he's basically he's portrayed as a man most of the time. So when he is pretending to be somebody's loved one, um, it just adds this layer of creepy, and it uh, he does it with uh, with Sam and Jess. And he's doing it again here and now. And I'm glad that they kind of brought this thing back because it's always been very effective to me. I think it's very unsettling. Uh, he's preying on their their weakness and their pain and and trying to pull them in. And that's exactly what he does here. Uh, he appears to Vince here, whatever the hell his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he appears to him as his dead girlfriend or whatever. We learn that they had a toxic relationship and that she took her own life. Um, but she says that they can be together again and, and, uh, Vince asks if she's a ghost and she says, no, I'm an angel. Um, and that, that, this part was very scary to me when she says, no, I'm an angel. Cause like, I don't know, it just worked. It just worked super well for me. And I was actually very pleased with this scene. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think this, and it really, really does actually work like this, uh, her, this woman coming back in. as people who listen to this podcast know, like I'm a real big fan of uh, Lucifer does not lie to you. Um, Mm -hmm. He just, just extremely snaky with the truth. So I'm an angel and I can, I will be inside you and I can take away your pain and we could be together. Like all of these things are true. Just not in the way that the guy that, that played Jesse's girl (laughs) thinks it is. Um, And it's like, this is genuinely scary. The red eye effect that they have created for the eye stuff is, is used really, really well here. I think when, like he actually goes inside of vents or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like I, I like this stuff. It's, um, I don't know. I don't know what my problem with some of the stuff is. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have to keep talking it's about just, it. To figure I it mean, out. it's corny. It's corny. Like it gets corny. We have this guy in guyliner who is, who, who's Lucifer again. They brought him back again. And this is a very effective scene and they did it well, but that doesn't mean that I want any of this to be happening. <laughs> exactly yeah leave it alone we get the british metal letters going on um i got so much other going stuff going on why do we need lucifer like he could just be out there but anyway it doesn't matter we could we could have just had amara kill him i think that would have been wash our hands clean of him come up with a new villain i don't know yeah um so anyway um crowley and we cut yes we cut back to them she's using a spell to track lucifer down she's Uh, using one of those static balls that you would get at spencer's gifts to track lucifer down is what she's doing exactly (laughs) exactly what she's doing um she locks on to lucifer but crowley uh he wants to wait he wants to gather more info 
before they strike. Um, and she's like, oh, because you want to work with the Winchesters again? And he's like, no, 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 no. Um, I'm going to make you work with me uh, and we're going to put him back in the cage. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm just going to kill that dude that you're dating and ruin your life again. So Crowley is really uh, he's really manipulating her here and blackmailing her into doing this. I'm um, I'm kind of angry right now because just in general or i mean yeah definitely but um like we we've set rowena up to be an extremely powerful witch uh she can obviously use the book of the damned in some remarkable ways she's been shown to like kind of cozy up to amara and be useful to amara we've seen her cast spells that have damaged amara to some extent even though she Mm -hmm. had some some like people on her side so the fact that she's kind of intimidated by crowley saying i'm gonna kill this human yeah feels feels like we just want to get we're just rushing to get rowena into a situation that we can that we want her in for the rest of the season and it doesn't feel like i I feel like rowena would just like oh you want to fucking play let's fucking play like yeah now now your head is on backwards for all time congratulations because right now her her only reward would be crowley promises to leave her alone forever yeah of course he never would anyway but um yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think that they took away a lot of her agency with this shit. Because she'd yeah. be like, fine, fucking kill him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but whatever. Here we are. Yeah, I feel like I'm complaining a lot about this episode. I guess I really didn't. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, man, I think I'm going to be kind of negative about this one. Like, I just... Some, a, lot of, a lot of this stuff works for me, but some of this stuff is just... And maybe... Do I always complain on the second episode of every season? Because I feel like maybe it's the setup process. It's them reshuffling the board a little bit that that it's always... I just get impatient with. I'm like, I don't really care about any of this. Like, just hurry up to whatever you're trying to do, I guess. But whatever. I don't know. I have no memory of you doing that. But I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense for like the general structure of a season. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so... They got that going on. And then... Dean and Mary roll up on Castiel uh, in in Hat Winchester's truck. Mm -hmm. Um, He can't get in. And Dean's like, I'm going to go take a look. And Mary's like, I'm going to go with you. And Dean gives Cast, like, they have this entire conversation with their eyes that something like me and Autumn would do. And I'm like, how long have you boys been married and not telling anybody? You're secretly married and you know it. (laughs) Uh, So Cast volunteers. He's like, hey, I can't go go in because it's warded, but I am a super lonely guy and needs some company. (laughs) Can you hang out with me? And she's like, yes, I will. Mary's like, holy shit, my son's boyfriend is weird. (laughs) Fucking weird Uh, dude, man. So, okay. um, Dean goes in on his own um cut back to our boy tommy he's going to check on his boy vince um and he's like he you know knocks on his hotel door he's like whoa dude you're dressed up to the nines what is the black parade here bro um long story short lucifer inside the body of vince says hey i got plans screw off and he tosses this dude out the door i am hoping and praying for my boy tommy hoping he's okay Tommy, um, Tommy, but, lent me that GoFundMe, my man. I got you. I got yeah, you. I'm gonna I got help you, brother. Yeah, I got we'll you. Put that, we'll put that shit on the monster tweet, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Lucifer says uh, he's got plans. We don't know what those plans are, but he's got plans. Yeah, cut we back over to Dean. Definitely know what the plans are. Yeah, we definitely know what they're. <laughs> Lucifer uh, has back- like two guy, two two ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, cut back over to Dean. He's sneaking into the farmhouse. He finds the locked basement door where we know Sam was on the other side of. Mm-hmm. Um, but before he can do anything, a sigil is activated at his feet. And um, it starts to, you know, emit a, a light from it. Um, I kind of always liked that there weren't any like magical trappings that worked on humans. Um, like a demon or a monster could like use its magical power to like pin the boys down or something, right? But you mm-hmm. couldn't put a ring of salt around them and have them be trapped. 
Yeah. Um, I always liked that magic didn't work like that specifically on humans. Um, and this is a sigil, and I don't think it traps Dean necessarily. Other, it just like, knocks him out so that Toonie can get the forklift out and get him down there with uh with Sam. But I don't. I know. I, I kind of always liked that magic didn't work the same on humans, or there wasn't as as simple. Of, you can't just draw a Nokian sigil in, in the dirt and then have it, you know, activate as a trap card for Dean Winchester. But um. They're playing fast and loose, and I'm sure that we've seen time and time again magic work on people, but you know hexes and stuff like that. Sure. Um, yeah. I just never thought of a of a hex that you draw on the ground or or whatever that you draw on the ground that would because you're them not in that way. smart like the British men of letters. They're so I guess smart. Not. They're so smart, bro. I can't even believe my brain feels so small. Um, we switch over to Toonie, um, who is walking down the steps towards Sam, who is still chained to this chair, uh, this time with Dean in tow. And she's telling Sam, like, you can you can hold off against all of my extraordinarily physical torture that has not worked so far. Uh, but can you watch me do that to Dean? Um, we go back over to Lucifer, who shows up in vince's body also sam didn't know that dean was alive uh, also yes yeah sam's got a lot of surprises in this episode it's gonna be it's gonna be an emotional roller coaster for sam winchester yeah dude i just got laid and now you're back for dude. life and now my mom's here dude 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 what i'm is still dreaming on? dude dude is this a hallucin- is lucifer out again is lucifer dude, are you here? serious <laughs> going back to my theory that all of this is just a th- just like weird shit happening in sam's head and he's still trapped yeah. in a cage from season five Oof. Um, so Lucifer he enters the, the old throne room of hell, uh, to find Crowley waiting there for him. Um, he, uh, Crowley tells Lucifer, Hey bro, enough of fighting over heaven and stuff. Um, or he- fighting over hell. Why don't you take heaven? God's MIA. Why don't you just go take over heaven and we'll rule together. I'll, you know, I'll handle hell down here. Um, Lucifer obviously doesn't really want to play along with that. He says, I could raise my hand and smite you. Um, and that's when Rowena steps in, starts casting some paralyzing spell on him. Um, and Crowley decides, I guess, that he could, if he just destroys the vessel, that's that's his go-to plan right here. I never knew that was really a thing that, that could work. Um, I think the assumption Crow- is that uh, Lucifer has been... And I, I'll jump through some hoops, I guess, to justify this. But like uh, Lucifer has been weakened by Amara. He's been burning through vessels. He knows he's going to burn through this one. So if they can get him out of his vessel... Then Rowena can do magic shit to make, um, yeah, to, to okay. put him back no, in, I, to I, put him back in the cage. And the thing that doesn't happen here is that he doesn't leave the vessel. So even though he, we see this extraordinarily kind of cool CGI effect of his they face go melting. For it. This yeah, is, they, this is they do CGI. it. Yeah, um, they, they, he still doesn't leave the vessel. Like he, his, he doesn't smoke out or anything. Um, right. Or whatever Lucifer does or has done in the past. Uh, so it just none of this works, and it turns out. That, we get this kind of cool scene of, you know, I just wish it was anybody, but Rick Springfield, I guess. I wish it was literally <laughs> any fucking actor, but a dude with, with eyeliner on. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, <laughs> but we get this cool scene where like, you know, Lucifer stands up and he's like the shadow, his shadow wings behind him spread out and he, a blinding light comes from his hands and he heals his, his face. And um, yeah, this doesn't work. And Crowley just immediately jets the fuck out because he's Crowley. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Rowena, I guess. R.I.P. Rowena, I guess. Um, so we cut back to um, Toonie, and she is uh, punching Sam with some brass knuckles, or punching Dean. I don't know, she's punching one of them. Um, she's got hexed up brass knuckles. They came back, Chris. Yeah, if the boys back. leave this room without those brass knuckles, I'm going to be so upset. 
Dean makes some joke about how, oh, I just came by for some some tea and a beating. Um, but Dean's just very like season one Dean throughout all this, just like mm-hmm. joking and, and and I guess because he knows he's got backup, right? So, um, or he assumes, hey, if I don't come back for forty five minutes, they're gonna figure out something's wrong. Um, so she starts to ask Dean now about his relationship with the vampire Benny. Who would have thought? Benny comes back. Um, Dean's very surprised that she knows this shit. Um, we briefly, we go back and we see the stuff that we just talked about with Crowley and, and Lucifer and all that. Um, and now we, we finally have a scene of Sam talking to Dean. And he's like, bro, she's from the British Men of Letters, bro. Also, bro, <laughs> I thought you were dead. You were alive, bro. What's happening, bro? <laughs> um, and he's like, what the hell? British Men of Letters? I thought we were all friends. Like, what is happening here? Um, and Toonie's just talking shit. She says they don't possess the men of letters intellectual excellence because they don't have answers to any of her questions. And I think it's partly because she's like, oh, they these two obviously aren't going to spill the beans. They don't want to talk. But also, I think that they genuinely don't know the answers to a lot of the questions I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, they are. Cause it's because there are no answers to the questions. Like, I want yeah. all of the locations of the hunters. Like, I don't know. Check a bar somewhere. Like, have you looked at the big and tall store? Like, that's where Sam yeah. usually is trying to get some <laughs> new Wranglers. Like, I don't know, man. Like, they're all fucking drifters. They're they're what was what's Dean's favorite thing? Uh, you know, they're drifter Christmas or whatever. They're all fucking drifters, man. Oh, like, yeah. 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 Like, I, I don't know what we don't we don't GPS tag each other. We're not sharing our friend location on our iPhones. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, we don't even know which ones of our friends are even still alive. <laughs> yeah. We think Tracy is, but nobody's heard from her in years. Nobody's she, heard from Tracy. She could have um, just retired. We don't know. <laughs> we do not know. Um, so she starts threatening more torture on Dean because he's not talking. Um, and she's like talking about all these like skills that she has. And I'm over here like, you know. Not for nothing, but Dee did learn how to torture in hell from Alistair, the demon. Um, like, I just feel like whatever you learned in uh, England is not as severe as the things that Dean learned in hell. That's all. That's, <laughs> that's, all, all, that's all I'm, I'm saying. Say. <laughs> um, I mean, like, you know, Sam got tortured by Lucifer, but Dean did get tortured by Alistar, Alistair and yeah. then, like, actually get off the rack and, like, yeah. learn from Alistar, right? He like, learned from the best, bro. Yeah, man, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's a dark um, chapter in his life, but he did learn from the best. In the middle of this, uh, Mary interrupts, um, mm-hmm. and she's got a gun, and uh, Sam, this fucking exchange is maybe the saving grace of the episode for me, Chris. It's, it's Sam, like, going, Mom? And looking at Dean, and Dean, like, smirking and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like he was, like you were waiting for your friend to see what happens at the end of the Red Wedding episode of Game yeah, of Thrones, right? Yeah. Like he was just like, I will take all of this torture. Oh God, it's about to happen. Like he just can't contain himself. Yep. Like you're almost that's in the ex- park. That's exactly what it is. That is exactly the vibe that Dean has right here. Like he has been like, bro, trust me. You just got to watch the show. I know it's boring for a few episodes, but you are not going to believe what happens. Just wait till you get to the park. Okay, just, just wait, wait to just the park. Just wait till the episode, man. And Season then the park finally two. gets there. <laughs> And he's like, see, dude, I told you, I told you. I'm surprised that Dean doesn't like have like it because he's tied up with his hands over his head. Like, I'm surprised he doesn't sneak out an iPhone so he could record Sam's face when he sees this. Like you yeah. saw all of the reaction videos on, on YouTube after after that episode, man. Like, it's um, it's, it's kind of so great good. how there is this this childish nature that comes out in the both of them. And it makes total sense because they're near their mom. <laughs> More so with Dean, because like he actually had a, a childhood for a little while with her. Um, But it's. I don't want to call it cute, but like it's kind of cute. It's kind of uh, cute. Yeah. It's kind of cute. So um, she comes in, she got the gun. Um, 
there's there's a fight. She cracks Toonie in the head with that with that gun, but it's there's a lot of fighting back and forth here. Um, before anybody can really do much of anything, Dean does get the gun back, but Toonie has cut her hand and starts using fucking blood magic. Uh, it's an ancient Chinese mind control technique that Dean just knows about uh, from read a it, book he read. read it they in make a, book. a joke about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but she starts using that on on uh, Mary. She's choking Mary, and she says, "You can't shoot me if you kill me. Then then Mary's not gonna be able to breathe." So Dean just decides, "Okay, I'll hand the gun over," and then cracks her in the head and knocks her out. Um, he's able to rightfully guess that uh, knocking her out will break the spell. A lot of Winchesters punching people in the face this episode, and I'm yeah. very much here for it. Yeah, you got to do it sometimes. Uh, Dean um, begins to free Sam when our friend Mick walks in along with Castiel. Mick apologizes for uh, Toonie's behavior and says, "Like, yeah, we're gonna bring her back to London, and she's gonna face consequences." And like it, Sam, who has just been fucking mutilated for the past twenty four hours, is like, "Uh," and Dean's like, "Yeah, no, we're gonna you're gonna keep her here." And like, why should we believe anything that you say? And Mick's like, "No, no, I, I'm coming, peace." Like, I didn't bring any weapons. Like, there's a million different ways that I could have probably killed you if I wanted to do that. Instead, I powered down all of these wards and I brought your attack dog in because um, he was sweating outside. And there's a really funny yeah. line where Cassio's like, I don't sweat under any circumstances. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then Sam, like, his no. hype man back there goes, No sweat. No sweat. No fucking sweat. No sweat. And then, <laughs> and then Mick looks back at Castiel, who very quietly says, No sweat. No sweat, motherfucker. No sweat. <laughs> it's just this, like, energy right now. And- Mick is like, all right, you guys are a squad. This is all right. <laughs> this is, you guys I didn't are, realize y'all were the no sweat squad. But, this is great. Do you guys have dude, dances? Like, can I join? Like, is there a secret so, handshake? I came in expecting Mick to be the like the bad guy that they kept talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, he could turn out to be a total scumbag. I don't know yet. But from everything I, I have learned about him in this episode is that he genuinely was like, no, we were supposed to work with them. I don't know why Toonie took this direction with everything. Yeah. I think she took that direction with everything because she had personally been studying the two of them, had formed an opinion on them, and then she finally confronts Sam and he's like, I'm going to just walk up on you and you can't shoot me. So, uh, you know, I felt like we had a lot of plot holes last episode with why did she kidnap him when they're supposed to be working with them? How did she get him into the back of that SUV without using How a magical forklift? Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of questions. A lot of it just, just didn't make a lot of sense. But this dude coming in to say this wasn't the plan. We did we did want to reach out to you and talk to you. He could be full of shit, but from what I can tell, that it was the intention was um, let's try and work with him, and then I guess if we can't, then we'll kill them because they they could be too much of a problem. But otherwise, we're we're trying to make peace here. I don't know. Um, so now we just cut back to the bunker. <laughs> yeah. Well, Everything's I don't know done. what happens. Yeah. They just Every- go home. They, everybody um, kind of defuses the situation. Uh, Castiel is nowhere to be found. He is not invited to dinner. Very weird. No. Uh, Sam and Dean are eating some fried chicken that Mary has provided and they say, thank you. And Mary's like, well, you shouldn't really thank me. Like all I did was order some stuff from a menu. I would cook, but I can't. And Dean's like, wait a minute. You had the the best meatloaf and she's like that was a piggly wiggly my man like don't i did not make you any food with my own bare hands um she also bought a pie um so dean immediately starts completely stuffing his face with pie and it's yeah he goes like full little kid style on it and mm -hmm. i think it's funny because like i don't it just it just makes sense it makes sense to me that he's around his mom for the first time since he was four so he's gonna act like a little kid absolutely i like this i like this 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 Dean letting loose around his family a little bit, right? Yeah. Like getting just genuinely enthusiastic about something. Um, Mary says, "Like, what do you think we should do? Like, should we call the internet and find out about these people?" And they're like, mm, 
Sorry, girl. That that gets you right out of the middle of letters. You're too fucking stupid. You got to you got to leave. You can't stay here. You got to go. Yeah. You got to go sleep in the in the in the hoopty truck with Cass. Yeah. Sorry. Um. But yeah, Sam's giving her that fucking Sam look. Woo. She's like, dude, you keep looking at me like I'm gonna explode. <laughs> Sam is down. about to get weird. Yeah, he does not. He's ready to unpack some feelings that he didn't even know he felt. <laughs> Sam is like, why are ears? And Mary just looks at Dean. He's like, he asked everybody that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And he's really, really, really sweaty. <laughs> why are you why what is no sweat? No sweat. Dean's like he's the he's the weak link in the no sweat gang. <laughs> We're still working on him. We're still working We're still on his working training. On um <laughs> We jump back over to Lucifer, who... Uh, just really quick, I would like to say, no sweat is a state of mind. You know, you can be sweating. Yeah. But also, it is sort of a physical thing. Yeah, yeah. You also, <laughs> like, you, you can be clammy and be no sweat, but you can't be sweating yeah. and be no sweat. You know what you I'm saying? You can't be, like, really... You can't be really mm-hmm. nervously sweating. If I can if I can tell where your armpit's in, that's not... You're not in the mindset, dude. Yeah. You're not... You're, you know. you're not vibing. You're not vibing. Yeah. You're not vibing. Um, so Lucifer, yeah, he's he's sitting on the the throne where Crowley was. He has Rowena subdued beside him. Uh, he says he's decided not to kill her, um, and she's like, "All right, cool, great, thanks. See you I'm later. Leave. Bye." <laughs> um, as if that would happen. Um, but no, he of course he wants to use her and her power and her access to the Book of the Damned and to keep her as his personal prisoner because why wouldn't he? He's Lucifer. And uh, she seems to be surprised by this, and I'm like, I, I mean, it, it, pretty much everybody saw this coming, my dude. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going through. Um, we go back over to the bunker where Sam knocks at the door uh, to Mary's room and uh, brings her some tea. I don't know if you drink tea. I do. That's really nice. Like, he's just getting closer and closer to asking about her ears um, <laughs> and says, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, if you, it's so awkward. It's but so again, awkward. it's it seems like this is something a little kid would think of. Like yeah, definitely to this go is, and talk to to mom or whatever, or go like you know talk to just a family member who you maybe you don't know that well, but you want to go say hi. I don't know. It just it seemed childish in a uh, an acute way. Again, and it seems like it, like the tea is an excuse. Like, hey, I brought you this, but also I want to talk to you, but I can't just come in here and say I want to talk to you because that would be weird. And it's like, no, yeah. no, the tea is definitely the weird thing here, Sammy. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he says like, Hey, like if you never need to talk, like I've come back a few times and not quite belonged and felt like that. So if you need to talk, like, you know, you could talk to me. And Mary says that she wants to catch up on, uh, you know, mother stuff, like the missing teeth and first crushes. And she can't say I'm like immediately flashes back to that Katsuni he banged when he was 13. It's like, Sam immediately breaks out in a full sweat again. (laughs) And she's like, I thought y'all were the no sweat gang. Why are you dripping on my floor? is this sam you know um, that's carpet you can't just like clean that what are you doing you can't Get be step outside up. yeah come on in the hallway please. i have to sleep in here sam <laughs> <laughs> i know you're my son but i don't know you that well um samuel middle name winchester I, you need to tell me i've spent 33 years <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah she says they got a lot to catch up on and uh he he gives her dad's diary he pulls it out mm-hmm. and he says hey this always helped us Filling a lot of blanks, um, and you know, it's how we have sort of kept John with us throughout all of this, despite everything. Uh, having his diary here has has really helped us out. Um, and he's still sort of, you know, he's teetering around the edge of of really engaging with her fully, and it makes sense. Um, but before he he leaves, she asks him why he came back to hunting. Um, and Sam is very suddenly, uh, Jared is acting, uh, and he is on the verge of tears 
as he tells her is that he tells her hunting is what my family does. Um, and you can tell that breaks her heart a little bit because mm-hmm. that's not what she ever wanted for them. And she tried to get away from that for, for so long. Um, but there, it, it's like a bittersweet thing. Almost. It breaks her heart a little bit, but at the same time, she can tell that they really love each other and, and it, the family is important to them. And, and that, that means something. Um, they have a really sweet moment where, you know, he had mentioned how dad's diary filled in some of the blanks, but um, he says having her here, here fills in the biggest blank uh, and they hug and it's very sweet. I feel like um, he also like just in case he wasn't able to get out that blank line, like if he got a little too emotional, he just had like some construction paper folded up into fourths and like had it written out on some crayons. Mm-hmm. It's like you fill in my blanks mm-hmm. or whatever, <laughs> like just in, just in case he was like, I, I, I'm going to try it straight, but like maybe I need to revert to childhood Sam to get this to my mom, like to express yeah. this. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's scribbling out on construction paper with, with a crayon and Dean's just kind of looking over. He doesn't see what he's writing, but he sees what he's writing with. Just kind of giving him a look. Like, hmm. What are you doing over there? You know the British men of letters are insulting our intelligence, right? Maybe now's not the yeah. time to just start break out the coloring books. Right, right. I um, um I'm joking about this. This is extremely sweet. Uh, this it's is so sweet. It's such a nice moment. Sam, um, you know, I was, I, I'm reminded of the time where Sam and Dean get shot by those two random hunters and they go to heaven and they are both in their own little personal heavens or whatever. And Dean relives a moment with Mary when John kind of ran out on her and he comforts her. And Sam is just kind of watching from the sidelines as this unfolds uh, because he wasn't born yet. He wasn't there at the time that all this happened. And he tells Dean that like he has that conversation with Dean of like, you know, I don't really remember mom. Like I, I have this area that I think about, but I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't have any, like I wasn't, I wasn't there for long enough. And so to have the chance to reconnect with her and to be like, Hey, this is like, you were literally the biggest blank in my life. Like you were the spot Mm -hmm. that, everybody else had that i didn't and to be able to connect to that is extraordinarily sweet and the way that they are doing this mary stuff is is so strong and it's working so well for me i i I just i hope they don't fumble this to and and make this kind of dumb or anything or start get into a lot of arguments or anything like that like i i'm just really enthusiastic about the way that sam is approaching this that mary is approaching this It's, it's just really really good yeah it's um it's it's landing for now and it's Adding a new dynamic to obviously the Winchesters and to the brothers' relationship, and um, they've never had they in what four or five episodes that John Winchester was in, like they've never had a parent around on screen, really. So this is this is just a totally new dynamic, and it's it's at least going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Meanwhile, Dean is drinking on the floor of the kitchen, looking at family photos. This is a weird scene. I don't I don't understand. So it's like everybody is like reminiscing and like. I don't know. It's, um, you know, they playing like some sad music here. Dean's sitting on the floor drinking a beer, looking at old photos, thinking maybe, I don't know, about all the time that they missed because it's photos of him and Mary and stuff like that. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know, maybe he's just thinking about what life could have been or, or, you know, he wishes the whole family was together. I assume it's just something like that. Um, it is just weird because it just seems so depressing. Um, and well, then we I get, see, I get you know, that part of it. I just don't understand why he's on the kitchen floor. Like it's just, he's just, you know, he's a little kid right now. Um, sure. Okay. I'll, I'll with drop the beer. <laughs> he's a little kid um, with the beer. Uh, Mary's doing the same thing. She's looking through dad's diary and looking at old photos of her, of her husband who's been dead for so long and she hasn't seen him in years. And, um, she's kind of overcome with emotion. And then we get Sam sitting there sweating, staring at the ceiling. <laughs> uh, he's thinking. He's thinking. But this scene, it's, it's pretty brief. I thought this was going to be the end of the episode, but they got to get us with one more thing at the end. Yep. So uh, Mick is taking Toonie somewhere. 
and kind of running her down for uh going off the off the playbook and she says you know hey like we have to come over here and do something about this like the hunters over here are almost as bad as the monsters that they are unable to control like we you know we i think we need to eliminate all of them and mick is like look that's not the play but if we have to do that we're i am i will support you on it and she's like you're gonna get your hands dirty and he says no that's what we have mr catch for and she's kind of concerned when she asked like did you you're gonna call him in and he's like i already did and then yeah we get another like this flash over to this guy with the cross on his hand a tattooed on the back of his hand uh, this is the same person that was beheading the whatever monster in the montage not montage but the kind of as she was talking about what the British men of letters do to monsters, whether we saw the beheading, like this is the same person. Um, and he's packing up a box full of very scary looking tools and guns. And in the background, we can see uh, Jolly Old London. I think that's what the official name is. Jolly Old London. You have to refer to it as. I no? don't. I don't know. Okay. Man, we need, we need some facts. We, we need some English fact checkers in here. <laughs> Um, they drink tea that's all i know man okay cool um but yeah he's filling up all of his shit with weapons and knives and obviously he is about to come to america so maybe we will meet mr catch in the next with his big coffin hunter tattoo or whatever he's got that's exactly what it is man yeah right there i didn't even i didn't even put that together but you were 100 percent correct so yeah um yeah we just end right there that's all we we don't see this guy's face or anything like that so it should be interesting i um yeah I I mean I I'm really mixed on this episode. Yeah. I um I just the Winchester stuff is good. The the British Men of Letters stuff is it continues in my opinion to be sloppy and it's added drama because Sam was kidnapped and then they needed to rescue him. So like we're in we're we're in for that. We're in for a Sam rescue. Like we're all on board. Um but their motivations are not only shady for the purpose of the plot but also kind of convoluted like we don't exactly know what the hell they're doing or like some of what they're doing doesn't really line up. Meanwhile, we got Lucifer coming back, and he's um, an, an older rock star with with eyeliner on, and I, I just it does it's not great to see. Um, <laughs> and it's it's they're adding in elements I think that on paper aren't going to play out in ways that we're looking forward to. Um, for me, the bulk of this episode still lands because so much of it is focused on the Winchesters. Yeah. Um, but that's I think that's why I enjoyed it. Whereas, um, I'm putting words in your mouth now, but the Lucifer stuff and the British Men of Letters stuff is still kind of iffy along the sides. My, um, my, I, I, I'm, I don't think I need to repeat myself on the Lucifer stuff. Like I'm, I'm just kind of like, okay, let's get, let's move past it. Um, but the, the British Men of Letters stuff I think is my, my core problem with it is that it's it tied in any way to existing hunters or to the Winchesters or to the idea that Britain would. Like this group of people would give a shit about what's happening in America, right? Like, <laughs> and if they did, if they were altruistic enough to be like, we need to rid the world of monsters, then they wouldn't be this like weird, violent. Like they're setting them up to be like a violent kind of malevolent organization. Mm-hmm. So, like, which is it? Like, are you trying to prevent people from being killed, or are you just really like killing monsters? And if it's yeah. both, that's fine. But if that's the case, why do you need the hunters? Like, you could literally just set up shop in America. And just like put your same words out that you're doing in England, and like you could you could do this state by state. In other words, like you don't exactly. have to kidnap Sam Winchester and use the magical forklift, and then pay a vet to take a bullet that you put in. Like it's just yeah. so convoluted and it almost all over seems the place. like looking back on it, like they were aping another kind of show with all that stuff. 
Um, mm. I don't know. It, it, I, 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 I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Like so far, like I'm totally cool with the way that these have played out because I'm just watching new Supernatural, so that's always a little bit more interesting. Um, but they could really fall flat with all of this, and I could see it happening very easily. <laughs> interesting. I was, I was skimming the trivia section on the, uh, on this on the wiki just to see if there was anything we're talking about and the entire pie scene that we actually gave him props for was not originally scripted like jared hmm. and jensen came up with that and most of it was improvised from them and uh mary oh, or wow. samantha smith i should say it's a very funny scene yeah, Dean yeah. was super funny throughout all of this jensen was killing it with those comedy takes oh, dude, um, dude that, that yeah dude i i, I just man <clears throat> whew, sam's reaction face you know i gotta gift that one my man you yeah, know i'm gonna you gotta, gift it. You you gotta, gotta gift it um yeah that's that's it, i Maybe it's a good time to say this. A lot of times, if we don't like an episode and we only talk about the negatives, which we didn't really do this time, but um, when we do that, we often overlook all the countless like funny moments or just like good brother moments or whatever, because they're in just about every single episode. There is something to enjoy as a Supernatural fan in every episode. You're seeing your favorite characters on screen. like You're good to go. Um, so even when an episode falls flat, which I don't necessarily think this one does, but there's plenty of comedy. We just don't necessarily talk about the jokes that they're making. We got to make our own dumb jokes. Exactly. Yeah. We're not here to, to I mean, everybody knows Supernatural is funny. Like it's yeah. a good show. No sweat gang, bro. No sweat. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harp on this. I, I am still interested in, uh, the, the, all of the Winchester stuff is pulling me through this. Like I can, mm-hmm. and I'm hopeful that the men of letters stuff will get, um, if not more, interesting like we'll at least get uh, a little bit more plausible at this point um but like at some point i feel like this is going to turn into british men of letters versus the winchesters and that's just going to be like why <laughs> like you guys could just go back home <laughs> like okay like we're we've been around for hundreds of years we could just wait for him to die and worry about it after that <laughs> like anyway i'll stop i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry everybody it happens chris i'm sorry Thank you, ev- okay. everybody, for listening. Thank you to the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Thank you to everybody that's been saying nice things about the new theme song and the video that we did on it. We really, really appreciate it. Um, it's, it means a lot to us. Uh, if you want to check that out, uh, go into the show notes. Uh, we are not, we don't have enough subscribers on YouTube to get our own, like, youtube.com slash something. So, like, we, it's a string of letters. So, you have to use a link and it's in the show notes. Go check it out. Um, yes. We have uh, various social media sites and merchandise that you can buy. All of that stuff is at monstertweet.cool. Chris, you are whom? I'm at Local Twitter. Bones still. I'll Local never leave. Bones. Love it, dude. Do you think that you'll ever, because like, my Twitter and my like, online life there is so, it's associated with my name. And I feel like if I tried to change it at this point, it'd be like, it would be bad. Like, do you think that you, anybody could ever find Local Bones and be like, yeah, this is Chris? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's, my name is just right there. It says Chris. Um, I only made it Local Bones. It used to be, um, it was like a misspelling of my own name. And it was, it was like inside jokes, like like my friends. Um, and then I changed it to Local Bones as another inside joke from an old podcast. <laughs> and now it's just Local Bones. And I'm like, just fine with that, even though those two words put together, like have no bearing on my life in any way. It's just two, <laughs> two words put together. Um, I think there's like a clothing company with that same name, and I wonder if one day they're going to be like, "Give me your Twitter handle, dude. Um, make them pay, man. Make them pay. Make Fifty thousand dollars. Those, those big local bones bucks. All right, I've said it on 180 episodes of a podcast. It's mine. We created local bones nose gaming. That's us. It's branded. That's, that's us. It's yeah. There's no going back written. now. Um, no going back. I'm at JG Greer. You can find me over there. Everything is at is at monstertheweek.cool. Uh, we will see you next week with Oh Baby. Stop.
can't. I can't. That's what it says. Ugh. My butt hurts. You've been sitting in that chair for a while, man. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, I'm, I was starting to get those like the humidity, like drowsiness hit me. Ooh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to sit here and be still and go to sleep. I'm gonna. Um, thankfully, I got the AC blasting in the other room. <laughs> I could not sleep last night. And I guess I just like, didn't account for how hot it was. <laughs> like, I was like 1.30 in the morning, and I'm just laying there sweating. And I could have turned the AC on, but I didn't, which is, was really dumb. <laughs> I just, because I had already had the windows open with, like, the fan on and everything, and I didn't want to have to close on the windows, take the fan out of the window, do all that shit. But goddamn, this heat it sneaks up on you. It really does. It's, um, I, I get that thing sometimes, and this helps now because um, my phone can turn down the air conditioner, but, like, Oh, I have to get up and go to the hallway. <laughs> like I can't. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to yeah. do that. So, and put, now I'm trying to not use the AC as much because that one day that I overslept by two hours. Yeah, which was just a. That's like never happened to me ever. That's a nightmare scenario. Dude, it's so good. Just, just sleep all the time. Whoa, whoa! I keep dropping shit this whole goddamn episode. I kept. I have my um, and, and it's just because it's my, my little AirPod case. It's just I always like twirl it in my hand. I dropped it like twenty five times this, this episode. Um, my water bottle I knocked over two times. I punched my mic at a certain point. It's you're gonna. It's bl- blowing up the feed everywhere. I love it, dude. I love it. Oh, I just did it again. All right, I'm gonna upload this audio. My cool. butt. Get out of here, hurts. man. Get your butt out of here. Get my butt out of here. All right, I'll talk to you later. Later, man. Beep boop. Beep boop, beep boop. I've been in this room for like two hours, and I'm just now getting hot. Thanks, Summer. You you put an AC in there, or? Uh Uh-uh, not yet. I gotta put it in. That's the other room. What's up? What's up, gamer? Oh, dude, I'm here. Sweating it out. I actually, um, I somehow sunburned one of my feet today. Okay, all right. I was, um, I sent you some pictures of my neighbors taking down that tree. Uh, so I, I walked out there into my backyard and I was just chilling on the fence. And then, um, my two neighbors came over and they were like, yeah, we're going to stand over here away from this tree that they're about to pull down. Cause it was fucking massive. Like it was a huge tree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't I don't know if I was just standing in the right place for one of my feet to get more sun than anything else, but like by the time I walked in I was like, Why does my foot hurt? What happened? Why is it red? What is going uh, on? I don't understand. Comes at you fast. A couple weeks ago I think I told you me and Jess went for a fifteen minute walk and I came back sunburned. <laughs> it's like are y'all for real right now? <laughs> like on my face. It's not like I was like, you know, had my sleeves rolled up. You know, like parts of my body that don't normally see the sun or something. No, it was my sure. face. <laughs> wow. I apparently got real uh, real country while I was talking to my neighbors, too, because Autumn called uh, right after the tree came down and I answered the phone. And she, I was kind of telling her about whatever. And she's like, what? what is this hick Jeremy that I'm talking to? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean hick Jeremy? And she's like, you just said you had to go to the hardware store. Like it's just called Lowe's. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> it creeps up on you. I, I mean, clearly the, the Boston accent slips out a little bit sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I think I've said this before, whenever I would talk to my family from Arkansas for long enough, <laughs> then then I would just start like speaking with an Arkansas accent, I guess. Um, it's It was just a comfortable way to, to, to speak. You know, you just sort of slide right into it. It feels good. Yeah, you uh for me like I just I just mirror people automatically. It's like mm-hmm. I think I think I use more criticisms than cr- you do now at this point after us podcasting <laughs> for so long. Uh but yeah. Like- I say so much nonsense that I have to like you know, I- and I'm sure you do this with Autumn too and I do it with you. You and I do this where we just say these these nonsense phrases or words that mean nothing to anybody else. Obviously, people listen to the podcast, so like at least that's like a public inside joke, right? But me and Jess will say stuff, and I'm like, I don't remember what what this joke is, why I say it so often, <laughs> but it has to stop. It just it just becomes a thing that you say, and it makes both uh-huh. of you laugh. And you're like, I don't remember why this is funny. Like I just don't. Mm-hmm. Like I have no clue. Yeah, yeah. Like the the weird inside jokes. I think the best one lately is probably. Um, no potty all digi uh-huh, um because uh-huh. like that was just the dumbest fucking exchange of jokes <laughs> from you and i and then like i think it was so bad in that zelda podcast that we nobody asked about it they were just like nobody. whatever it's just chris and jeremy making up words again we're not mm-hmm. gonna st- we're not gonna stop them <laughs> i appreciate that I, I think most people it doesn't even, it doesn't even phase them they're not yeah. they're not worried about it maybe exactly. if it was like episode three and we were doing that which we kind of were um but it, it might be a little, hey, well, what's that phrase mean? But at this point, everybody's really in the camp and everybody really knows. Um, you know, we don't ask questions here because we're not going to get relevant answers. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the uh, creepy but necessary thing. Like that just became yes. like a, a thing. And now, like, I just, it's everywhere. Like, what do we say? When did, all the time? Uh, when did Hunks uh, come into the mix? Like, I think episode one, man. I think you came on, you came in strong with Hunks. Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought it was amazing i was like i am i am on the hunk train and it was just all hunks from that point forward i i know that like when we had been like exchanging like messages talking about the podcast i feel like i had said hunks in there at some point almost definitely yeah or i don't remember when i started using that word because it was only it was like shortly before we started the podcast that like hunk came into my vernacular um and i know that i'm trying to think maybe maybe it was molder from from the x-files that I always called him a hunk. I thought it was funny to call him a hunk. Like rather than being like, "Oh, he's hot" or whatever, I just thought using the word "hunk" was a funny word. You know, it's not funny uh, to it, call it, someone a hunk when they have a sex addiction. Addiction, Chris. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but I think maybe that's where I threw threw it around. And then, like, as soon as I saw Sam and Dean again, I was like, "Well, of course, these are like the primo hunks. Like that's that's the definition of hunk right there." Uh, and here we are, 181 episodes later. Uh, Gary messaged me today and was like, "Really good job on that music video you did. Um, like it was, it looked really professional. Like everything looked really nice." And I was like, "Oh, thank you very much. Like I didn't expect you to watch it. Like it's just full of hunks making hunk faces." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he hasn't mm-hmm. responded to me yet. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> He's had, yeah." Podcast nice of my dad. <laughs> nice of my dad to reach out to you like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That Gary. That's, I like to, that's who I like to pretend. <laughs> me, <laughs> me, and Chris's dad do a podcast called Days of Future yeah. Cast where we talk mm-hmm. about X Men. My dad is uh, very opinionated and a lot younger than you'd think he was. <laughs> uh, only me a Gar- few years older than me. <laughs> yeah, you just got started. You know what I'm saying? I you actually got started have no early. idea how old Gary is. Now that uh, I say that, Butterfield is the exact same age as I am. He's like a oh, okay. couple of months older than me. Like we're we're pretty close. So like 66, cool, 60, cool, 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 66, 67, something like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Oh man, I'm a. Uh, we just recorded, so like I don't have a lot of like like I still haven't played any games. <laughs> yep. yep. I um I I that video that we talked about in the last episode, um I I 
like was finishing that this morning, which is mm-hmm. uh, at the time of recording. This is Thursday, which is the day that the podcast came out. Um, so I like I was making art for it this morning. Uh, last night I managed to get the video uploaded to YouTube without the thumbnail that I wanted or anything. I just wanted to get it out to patrons early. Um, so people started seeing that last night, and it was like I was falling asleep in in the bed, and people are saying nice things, and I was like, I got I can't watch this. I just got to go to bed. Um, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, I woke up and I like edited the podcast as fast as I could because I'd been focused on that fucking video for so much. I forgot. Oh, yeah, we, this is the main thing that we do. Like, the, the, it was worth it. The video will get like, you know, 100 views or whatever. The podcast is way more interesting and, to people. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was worth it. It's a great video. Yeah, <clears throat> it was fun. proud to put the monster of the week name on that and claim credit for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know. You're, you're part of the That's team. That's what people keep being like. People keep being like, "Great job, guys!" I'm like, let me make it clear. <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. All these talented people did this. I do. Please do not blame me. You, uh, um, I went back because I was looking for um, our first conversations when we first started talking about doing the song when you had sent it mm-hmm. to me, and uh, like you and I went back and forth on the lyrics. Like you, you wrote the some of the lyrics, some of the jokes, and everything. So, oh, well, yeah, yeah. So, like you Thanks. were, you were also one of those talented people, Chris. <laughs> oh, wow, I will take it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Uh, no sweat. Yeah, no sweat. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be another no sweat episode. I am. Uh, I am so impressed with somebody like um, Dylan, who you can just be like, "Hey, I want you to do like a different version of the song that that sounds the same," and he just he's like, "Yeah, no sweat, no sweat," yeah, no and sweat. then it sounds amazing. Like that's fucking mm-hmm. ban- bananas to me. Same thing with Heather. Like you just gave Heather a, like a, a, a some lyrics, and like she was like, "Yeah, I got this. No sweat, no sweat it whatsoever." It was. It's so. I'm very pleased with it, and I hope everyone else loves it as much as we do. But you know, what? it doesn't really matter because we're we're uh, we're tickled as pickles, Jeremy. We're tickled as pickles, and we're already planning a nine minute podcast intro. That I'm uh-huh. so excited. About. <laughs> you know, we get those creative juices flowing. It started with the nine minute podcast intro, and mm. then. Um, I mean, we were just texting like 20 minutes ago while I was like trying to write stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, last couple, I mean, I, you know, I wrote the novel quote in, in quotes, have have mostly ditched it because of the rewriting process is, is so painful. Um, and I keep coming up with new ideas that I want to jump to. And it's just I'm not I'm not really sticking with anything. I'm just bouncing all over the place here. Um, but it's sort of like a, um, a get out of jail free card I gave myself was, oh, OK, you can we can work on this new thing. And even though it's completely different and like a totally different style of fiction, you can pretend it exists within this same fantasy world because it's fantasy. You can do whatever the hell you want. Um, so that's what I've decided for myself. And honestly, I think I, the creative juices got got flown talking about podcast stuff this morning. Um, really? Because then I, I wrote I, I wrote a page. I don't know how many words it was, um, but it was a full Microsoft Word document page um, this afternoon. And it's the first time that I had, I've done that in, in quite a few months. So it felt good to, to get back to it. Starting, like, first couple sentences always feels impossible. But, you know, it starts flowing out again. I just want to find a way for this to be a, um, you know, like a collaborative project. Because we have so many incredible creative friends who... I look at what they were able to do, and I'm just like, "Holy shit, this is so much better, so much more what, interesting than anything." What have I've I been doing with my life? Yeah, like, <laughs> why did not I learn a, a skill? Of, <laughs> right, I have a lot of ideas, and um, I have a lot of uh, well, I, I have a lot of practice writing, I guess, because I've been doing it for a little while. 
Um, but that's like, I mean, no offense to writers, like books are my favorite thing, but writing's boring. You look at somebody who looked like a dope, like, uh, like who makes great music, uh, yeah. or, or, or just great art or whatever it is. And, um, it's just so cool to see all those things and, um, you know, people make videos or whatever. So when you just got written word and it's nine million words about some fantasy boys that you made up and they're all sad it's like who no one's interested in that (laughs) yeah i I have listened to um don henley's boys of summer approximately probably five to ten thousand times in my lifetime you think like just just you know because i used to really like that song and it comes on the radio all the time or whatever and uh it's about like maybe a five or six minute song or something yeah. Um, but like my favorite book in the world takes me like eight hours to read. <laughs> like I haven't read it 5,000 right. times. Right. Right. <laughs> so there's, there's your problem. So, you know, I keep, I keep thinking, Oh, wouldn't it be cool to, to put it out this way? Cause as much as, as 2012, 2020 is, is, you know, a, a hellscape. It's also not, you know, I don't know, 1950 anymore. Like the only way to tell a story is no longer through a novel. Right. Like, yeah. We, you know, I'm just, and I'm just spitballing here. Just, it's, there's so many more ways to be creative and I would like to try and, and find one of those ways uh, and collaborate with other people like you and, um, you know, tell fun stories. Cause you see that like the amount of fun people have on like Critical Role or whatever these D&D shows where it's like a collaborative storytelling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it just seems so cool. And it just seems like I, I can get excited about my own ideas. But then whenever I like write them out, it's never exciting for me. Um, <laughs> granted, I have shared so little of that novel with anybody, so I don't know how anybody else would feel about, about it. Certainly, excitement is probably not what they would feel. But anyway, the, I, I know I, I, have, I, have, like, I get excited about ideas, and I just want to sh- like, have other people involved in it, because that makes it a million times better. Um, so that's where I'm at right now, but it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. I think we talked about this a few weeks back, but... Um now that i'm getting back to work it's really getting hammered home to me like i get up you take a shower um you know or or you don't you just have jeans on from the night before if you're going to school the next day whatever whatever is your morning routine uh but uh i take a shower make a cup of coffee jump in the car and then head to a customer's office somewhere and it's usually like anywhere from it's usually at least an hour away right like that's my life so i I drive for an hour and um i during the quarantine when i wasn't traveling very much i kind of it broke me of listening to podcasts because i don't really mm-hmm. i don't listen to podcasts unless i'm in my car it's very rare that i'm in my house listening to a podcast right um you have your routine so i i've been listening to music a lot more and even stuff in the background or even if it's like something that's in your face or whatever like it it just it turns my brain off in a way that i can all of a sudden get all of this creative energy to to do stuff and i think that that's part of where wanting to do the video came from but just wanting to do something like i just get Mm -hmm. that urge to like i want to do something i want to and i find myself like very dangerously grabbing a pen and like writing down Uh ideas of like i need Uh to talk to chris about what if we did a horror themed like all this stuff and like because it and then i get home and i'm like okay i'm gonna go work on this thing no, I'm just going to go take the dogs outside and then make dinner mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. not do any of that other stuff. And it's, it's, it's really frustrating, but like, cause I, I yeah. feel, I want that creative juice all the time, but it seems to only hit at certain, certain points. We, yeah. We used to talk about how like, be like between, <laughs> between like 10 and like one oh, dude. In, in the morning afternoon, you know, where it's like, I have so much creativity right now, and but energy, I'm working. <laughs> that is, that is my, that's my primo energy hours. That's big uh-huh. energy hours for me, man. That 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. is great. And then go get some lunch and then I'm dead yep. for the day. Take a nap. I'm dead for the, for the rest of my life. God. Um, and then it sucks because, you know, we've been home 
but everything has been so weird that like I feel like until now I haven't even had the energy to to take advantage of it. Like we were going to record so much it felt like uh and then it almost ended up like we were behind on everything cuz it's just like that's what the, I mean the depression sinks in. You're all we're all trapped yeah. in our houses. Like nobody was feeling good, you know. Um and now with the uh the the prospect of returning to the office now like hanging much closer in the future. Um, it seems like that has like kicked off my drive to want to take advantage of the time that I have to be creative. <laughs> it's even that one extra hour or two hours, whatever it is. I don't remember how long it takes to commute and I don't want to remember, but that extra time back in my life where I'm not sitting in traffic being angry, like that is, it's beautiful. It's blissful. And I, 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 when we lived in Phoenix, uh, autumn and i carpooled and we we were able to work it out with our respective managers to get there at at like 6 a.m and to leave at like 3 p.m um and we lived across the city from our jobs but that meant like it was the difference between a 20 minute commute in the morning and like an hour commute in the morning so yeah and it's just it was just such a huge chunk of your day like all of a sudden like you're spending two and a half hours to go to a job and like not do anything per day and like that's that's sweet that's sweet sweet precious time of my life this is the prime of my life i was in my Mm -hmm. 20s chris it's in my 20s i don't even remember that um but yeah it's just it's i mean that the 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 fucking drive back and forth like all of the time i spend in my car it just feels like it's sucking the life out of me sometimes and i yeah i don't know man like i you gotta have a job to to live and eat like there's no way that i could if I if I thought that there was even a chance that I could quit my real time job and somehow like create content for a living, I would I would try to do it immediately. But like, there's just, and I I, I love our patrons. I love our Patreon. Like, we are way successful at, compared to the size that we are. I think like I think we have an audience that really wants to support us directly, and I am so appreciative and humbled by that. Like, so I don't I don't I don't take it not taking that for granted or anything. But like, you know we have overhead and then we split that and like, that's not going to pay nobody's bills. Like that's going to pay right. a <laughs> <Right>. bill for somebody. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> And you know, but I, and that's not to say like, I don't know, man. Like I just, it's such a huge desire of mine just to have mm-hmm. time. And I conversely would be so worried that I would waste it at the same time. Like, yeah. Yeah. So here I am. Like I finally did it. Like I'm, I quit my job and we're going to get into the content game and the content game is looking at Twitter and watching Mario maker videos on YouTube. Right. <laughs> That's right. how Autumn comes in and the dishes aren't washed and she's like, again, dog, really? Like, are you sure? <laughs> For like three weekends, Jess would come over <laughs> and be like, are those the same sweatpants you were oh, wearing last oh. weekend? <laughs> oh, man. I, sometimes, um, Jeremy, sometimes I had sometimes to say, yes. I was riding with a customer the other day and uh, we got to talking about, I don't know how video games came up. Video games came up and uh, Uh, you're a gamer. That's how they came up. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me about when he met his wife, he was like, yeah, you know, I was, I was out of school. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't in college. I didn't have a job. I was just kind of bumming around. And it was, it was, it was kind of a bad situation. Like I was, you know, partying, doing drugs, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, dude, you're like 18 or 19. He's like, yeah, it was, it was not a good situation, but, um, him and his wife met and like she came over and he was playing he told me what he was playing it was some sports game with like a like a manager mode so he was like managing a team throughout the entire career or whatever and uh they he said he he like saved the game stopped it they went out came back to his place um 
she she left and then uh, they made plans for him to come for her to come back on Sunday and he stayed up all the way through Friday, Saturday and Sunday playing this game. He did not go to sleep and he was wearing oh this God. when she came back on Sunday, he was wearing the same clothes. And she and she asked him she's like is that the same like you have you not moved and he's like no and he she's like well take a shower and let's go like and, she, and he was like that's how i knew she was the one she was serious like she could put up with me like this then yeah. we're good so i got up yeah. i took a shower and i showed her a good time and i've never done that oh. since and i was like okay dude that that's, is some that's gaming bro that dude, is deep you gotta you gotta sleep between gaming sessions my man yeah yeah you really do you're not how are you gonna how are you gonna complete those shrines how are you gonna get those hearts how are you gonna get those uh kd ratios <laughs> You don't have some slumber in between, bro. <laughs> Got to rest up. There's a. I remember I was at I was at a friend of a friend's house. We were all hanging out there, and he had the new Halo, and like I didn't have an Xbox, so um, I think it was Xbox One, and he was showing it off and like playing online. And somebody said something like, "What's your KD?" And he just like threw out a number, and they just they said they both said KD like. 15 times in the next hour and i never <laughs> i never asked what it meant but i was so confused i didn't know that like your your death to kill ratio in an online shooter game was like a thing of course it's a thing but i was so confused for for that whole time thinking kd what the hell is kd why what is he throwing out this number i don't get KD. what it means and uh, why do they have dude. it figured out is this a stat that's tracked i don't know <laughs> are they keeping like it's you start looking around for a notepad with like a bunch yeah. of lines on it to see okay i've killed 12 and i got killed three times yeah that all of that all of that bullshit with the kd stuff like puts me away puts me off of all of the multiplayer shooters mm-hmm. i'm just not interested in that i had a um what do you think um what do you think sam and dean's kd is <laughs> okay so what 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 game are we are we modern warfare or are we because it's got to be like some basic ass because they're not going to get no. into the niche <laughs> games right i was gonna like, just say i just mean in supernatural oh shit <laughs> Oh, I mean, calculate uh, the number of deaths talk- each of them have. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if somebody has done this. Hold on, let's just Google. If not, we have to. We have to somehow figure this out. How what many are kills Sam, Sam and Sam Dean's <laughs> KD ratio? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, I mean, they're you- good. They've got to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking spit on my monitor. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I did that earlier today. Man, like, this, thank you for this eight minute and fifty one second video called "Kill Death Ratio Explained Black Ops Black Ops Two. Thanks. Oh hell man. yeah, thanks, bro. I want to watch nine minutes of that. It's what oh, the world geez. needs right now. Nobody has done this for for Supernatural, so we, now we need to figure out a uh, a way to count up how many times Sam and Dean died, which I think are pretty easy, and then t- a way to count up how many. Um, what would we say, like? things that they have killed like do we count yeah. people do we count gods and entities just kills man just, just, kills. just straight kills okay yeah it is what it is you know sometimes they can share on them um i don't think we get assists i think it's just well maybe you get assists i let's, don't know let's, let's do, a double brother bluff counts a one in both pockets right yeah. like you'll, so you'll, what about the ruby kill is that an assist on sam's part or is that a double brother bluff oh that's a hundred percent i think that's well see, it's not a bluff though because he just came up for behind and held her that's blessed it's bluff because it was from behind <laughs> i guess it was from behind you're right yeah yeah she thought he was just going back in for some more blood the back way yeah. but no no yeah. no he was not yeah she thought he was just coming in for a big hug <laughs> he was so, he was so excited to let lucifer out of his cage yeah the one thing that ruby really struggled with that whole time was 
Sam's a hugger. <laughs> Sam just loves to hug. He loves to snuggle. <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay, sure. Look, I'm a demon. Uh, I just, mm. I kind of want to just fuck and have you drink some blood and then like get out of here and go to a Wendy's. Right. I don't know. Do you know that I like fries? Have I told you that? Like, I really have like I mentioned fries. It? Um, you want to talk about Supernatural? I, guess, I mean, we already are. So we might like as well on get purpose? Into it. Like, yeah. yeah. Or, or <laughs> we the one well that we're supposed it. to be talking about? Uh, yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> Notes. Am I recording? He asks himself. Yes, I am. <laughs>